Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day as Noni over at aslobcomesclean.com. Noni is short for anonymous. aslobcomesclean.com is where I share the completely honest and never-ending story of my personal deslobification process. I tell the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, You can find the notes for this podcast uh, with links to things that I talk about at aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts. This is number 34. So just scroll down on that page and look for podcast number 34. If you don't see it directly linked on there, don't worry, it does exist because you can't hear this until I've published that post. Um, But just go to the bottom where it says find all my podcasts here and that will take you to podcast number 34. Today I'm going to talk about reality-based cleaning and organizing. But before I do, I wanted to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a a free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com slash slob. That's audibletrial.com slash slob. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Um, Okay, so I'm going to talk about reality-based cleaning and organizing because this is a real issue that is kind of one of those issues that you don't think about at first as you're trying to get your house under control. But it's one of those things I've realized about myself um, through this whole process that I've been going through for now five years. Um, But I also see it over and over again in um, in the people that I um, come across through this blogging thing that I do. Um, there are a lot of people who relate to my struggles. I did not know that when I first started my blog, I really truly thought that I was the only person in the whole world who struggled the way that I did, that it was easy for everyone else. And there was something totally wrong with me. Well, I guess maybe there is something kind of wrong with me. Um, but I'm definitely not alone. And there are a lot of other people. And this issue that I'm gonna talk about today is something that comes up a lot, like a whole lot. Okay. Um, So what is the issue? Well, slobs are idealists, okay? Not all idealists are slobs, but pretty much all slobs are idealists, okay? What I mean by that is um, I am all for green cleaning. I'm all for homemade cleaning products. I have a board on Pinterest that um, you can go to pinterest.com slash Noni loves. And I've got homemade cleaning products, um, that I link to, you know, I'm, I pin everyone that I can find because I love stuff like that. I love to use baking soda to clean in my kitchen and in my bathtub. I love to use Dawn dish soap to clean my, um, shower. I love to do things that are, although Dawn dish soap isn't really homemade cleaning product, but whatever, you know what I mean? But I love green cleaning products. I love the idea of that. I love, I would love to clean my entire house with nothing but vinegar. I mean, you know, because you can drink vinegar, like you can drink it straight if you're into that, which 
would be kind of gross, but you could do that. All right. It's completely and totally non-toxic. Um, lemon juice. Oh, you know, that kind of stuff just gets my creative juices flowing because I'm a creative type person. Um, that is the ideal to clean with nothing, but absolutely completely, totally edible, natural things. Okay. Um, however, even though I'm all for that, I'm also not against traditional cleaning products. Um, I like to use my heavy duty stuff that gets nasty stuff up easily and quickly. Okay. Um, so I guess my point is that, um, while I love chemical free stuff, I'm not against stuff that does have chemicals in it. And let me go ha- go ahead and explain, okay? Because even though all natural is awesome, reality trumps awesome, okay? Reality has to win in my life. And it didn't always win. That's one of the reasons why my tagline for my blog is reality-based cleaning and organizing. Because I have to go with reality, Okay, I can't go with, well, I should do this and uh, this would be the best way to do that. That's the kind of stuff that's right up my alley is figuring out and researching and finding out the best way to do something. However, what generally happens is then I don't actually get it done because I've spent so much time finding the best way to do it. And the truth when it comes to natural cleaning products is that a lot of times I, during all that time where I was thinking, you know what, I really need to find out a very natural way to do that. I really need to, you know, come up with the best natural cleaning stuff. Um, while I'm saying that, that space in my home is getting grosser and grosser and dirtier and dirtier. And often it gets to the point where vinegar's not going to do much anymore. Okay. So non-corrosive chemical free, um, which I mean, I guess they have natural chemicals in it, but you know what I mean? Non-corrosive chemical free, all natural stuff works great when, um, I'm consistent in my cleaning routine when the cleaning routine exists. Okay. And, Um, even though I like to, you know, do that, I mean, okay, I got distracted there for a second and, um, was thinking I was going to have to quit, but I'm not quitting. I'm going to keep on going because that's my thing that I'm doing to make podcasting actually work for me. So, but my point is when I have my cleaning routine going, then I'm able to use products that aren't quite so scary. Okay. So here's the thing. Idealism is great. Idealism is noble, but having a disgusting bathroom isn't noble. Okay. And so if my idealism is keeping me from actually cleaning, because that's what happens. All right. I think, you know what? I really need to find an ideal way to do that. I really need to find a completely natural way to do that. And so I'm just going to wait and not do it. And then it gets worse and worse and worse. And my bathroom is gross and my family is grossed out and can't use it. And you know, whatever. I mean, that's, that's not okay. It's not okay for me to have 
a disgusting bathroom because I'm waiting to figure out and have this light bulb moment of how I'm going to clean it without any kind of chemicals. Okay. So here's the reality. Routine is the key word. Most green cleaners are mild by definition. All right. Which is great. Mild cleaners are perfect for cleaning up a week's worth of soap scum, like a mild mess. But if that soap scum is really thick, then it may take something a little more powerful. Okay. Yes, you can absolutely use green cleaners on even huge messes. But when you do, it's going to require extra muscle, extra sweat, extra effort, effort, um, lots of irritation, you know, in my mind and lots of extra time. It's just going to take more time. And that turns into more excuses for me, which often means I then wait even longer to do it. Okay. So my point is I'm okay with using chemicals. If it means, if that's what it's going to take for me to actually get my bathroom clean. Okay. Now the, the best way to do that is, um, to use the chemicals and then the next time come back within a week, do it again with your mild natural cleaners. Okay. Um, another option too, though, if you absolutely are not willing to use stronger cleaners, I totally respect that. But my advice there and what I've done often when I go through different phases of extremeness in how I roll, um, one of the things that I do is just say, you know what, I'm going to clean this with a natural cleaner and I'm going to take a deep breath and know that it's not going to be perfect when I'm done. Okay. So I'm going to use my baking soda or use whatever it is that I need to use and clean, but know that it's not going to, you know, look like the sparkly commercials, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm going to do that, but then I'm going to come back again the next day or even the next week, and I'm going to clean it again and I'm going to put extra effort into it. And usually what will happen is consistent use of natural cleaners will eventually wear down that built up grossness that, um, you know, you could have gotten off a little more quickly with a commercial toxic cleaner, but going back and doing it over again. But that's kind of a stopping point for a lot of people who have personalities like me is, do I really want to even bother if it's not going to do a great job? But the only way, you know, if it's not going to immediately get it perfect, then what's the point of even doing it? Okay. So that's kind of that roundabout problem that people like me deal with. Um, So let me give you a few of the natural cleaners that I do use um, that I have found actually work really well. One thing for soap scum is um, scraping it off with an old, you know, like expired gift card or credit card. Um, That takes a long time. And for me, I just keep it, you know, if I let it go for a while and I go, oh my goodness, I've got to get this done. Well, I'll just leave that gift card in my shower. I usually... Well, I do. I make sure it's one that doesn't have anything left on it because I don't want to take it somewhere to spend it after it's been in a nasty shower, you know, but I'll just leave it in my shower. And every time I take a shower, I just scrape a little bit more until eventually all that soaps come comes off. Now that requires absolutely no chemicals, but it does require time and muscle and effort. Um, 
And sometimes that's worth it to me. And sometimes I've got somebody coming over and, you know, it's just time to put the kids outside for a little while or send them to grandma's while I clean so that I can use the toxic stuff with a mask over my face, you know, whatever. Um, One of the other things that I do is um, I will use a, um, one of those sponges that has the rough stuff on it. I know I'm so eloquent today, aren't I? Um, but you know, those sponges, Scotch Brite makes them, different people make them, you know, that have the scratchy stuff on them. The only thing you have to be careful of is if you do have a tub surface or a shower surface that can scratch, you know, that's not just porcelain, then, um, you know, you want to get the non-scratch version to use in there. But I just use dishwashing liquid, which, I mean, if I'm going to stick my hands in it and then eat, off of dishes that were washed in it, then obviously I'm okay with it. But I just use dishwashing liquid and dishwashing liquid. That's a great word to say. Dishwashing liquid um, and a scrubby sponge, you know, just to get that clean. It's amazing what that will get off. No, you don't just spray it on there and leave it and walk away like you can some of the other kinds of cleaners, which are totally fine if that's what you need to do. But that is one way, one way to do it. Also, um, you know, when I have my kids clean, I use natural cleaners because I'm not definitely not willing for them to touch anything that's, um, toxic, you know, especially the younger they are, the scarier that is, of course. So you don't want them around that. And, um, so I'll just do vinegar and water in a um, spray bottle and the measurements, you know, it's like two thirds water and a third vinegar. I mean, really, it's not that big of a deal, just whatever works. Um, that, uh, for a general cleaner for cleaning up the counters and things like that, I just add a little bit of dishwashing soap to that, to the vinegar and water. And, um, that makes a, you know, a a decent cleaning solution that they can use. Um, I'll share some other natural cleaning products if I can think of some. Oh, another thing too, I do use baking soda on my counters. It's, I was amazed. I did a post once where I cleaned up something and I didn't use that. And people are like, oh, you should use baking soda. And I was completely skeptical. I thought, really, really, I doubt that that actually would get that up. (laughs) Anyway, um, I tried it and it totally gets things off my counter. Not always, but almost always I'm amazed at like stains on my counter uh, I'm able to get up with baking soda. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, okay. I'm also going to talk about something else. And this is something that really gets people's undies in a wad. Let me just tell you. And that is recycling. I love recycling. I think recycling is what everyone should do whenever possible. But let me clarify what possible means. Possible equals it's really going to happen. Um, not just what should happen, but what's actually going to happen, because that is all that matters to me in my deslopification process is what's actually going to happen because intentions and perfect ideas and convictions and all that kind of stuff are great, except they don't clean my house. So the only thing that matters is what's really going to happen. Okay. So let me just talk a little bit about this. Um, Some areas don't have recycling services as easily accessible as others. All right, where my parents live um, 20 years ago, I can remember being in college and going with my mother to take stuff to this recycling center that we had. Um, And it was like behind a a store or something. And it was these big, huge bins and you stuck glass in one and you stuck 
plastic in another and who knows what else in another. Um, but it was there and it was like two minutes from our house and that was 20 years ago. Well, that is a very different type of area than where I live now. I live in much more of a rural area and, um, recycling places are just not as easily accessible as they are for other people. So the one thing to those who tend to, um, maybe get on to people about not recycling, it is important to understand that not everyone has the same accessibility, you know, when it comes to recycling opportunities. Um, now where my parents live, they have a tub that they can throw anything in of of certain categories that can be recycled. And that gets picked up every single week. I think, I don't know, I don't live there. But um, that's wonderful. Now where I live now, even though it's fairly rural, love that word, uh, even though it is fairly small area, we had a recycling service that came once a month. And we would save things up and we'd put them in there. We'd wash out our milk jugs and then we put them in the recycling thing. And man, it took up a lot of room in the garage and it made me crazy. But once a month, my husband would actually remember, I wouldn't, but he would remember to go put that recycling out and it was gone. And so I was willing to do that because it was guaranteed that it was going to leave my house once a month. And it was not, you know, it wasn't, um, it was possible. Maybe it wasn't perfect, but it was possible. It was really going to happen. But um, our small town has discontinued that. I'm assuming it's for budget cuts or some kind of issues with the company that did it. I don't know. But that is not my reality anymore. And now I have a place to recycle aluminum and other metals, uh, which honestly, we don't use a lot of aluminum anymore. Uh, We don't buy a lot of canned drinks like we used to. Um, And then I have a place to recycle um, newspapers and papers and things because, you know, there's different schools and things that have uh, bins in the back that, you know, they're doing a recycling program and earning money through that. So that is pretty much the extent of the recycling opportunities that I have. Okay. My point is don't let idealism keep your house cluttered. Okay, do whatever you need to do, let go of the guilt, if it really isn't possible, let go of the guilt. Okay, now, it might be possible for me to save all of our milk cartons. I know somebody's just gonna hate me for this. But I'm just telling you, it would it's possible we could save up our milk cartons. And I could fill my entire suburban with milk cartons. um, Once a month, because let me tell you, we drink a lot of milk. Um, I could do that and then I could drive like 40 minutes somewhere and take those milk cartons in for recycling, except that that's not going to happen. So I'm just going to throw them away. And, And unfortunately, even though there's some guilt there, you know, my hope is that we will get a recycling program again. But the reality is that it has to be based on reality. It has to be based on What is actually going to happen in your house? I'm going to tell you a little story. It's a true story um, about a hoarder that I personally know, knew. Um, A friend of mine, uh, her mother was a hoarder and um, she and her husband cleaned out her mother's house. And in this house, they were just shocked at a lot of things that they found. But one of the things was 
almost an entire room full of plastic water bottles. Okay. Now to the outside person looking in, they think, what in the world? How does that even happen? Well, not that I'm a hoarder, but I have some tendencies and I feel like I understand how that happens. Because as I said before, not all idealists are slobs, but pretty much all slobs are idealists. Okay. And I would say kind of the same thing about a hoarder. So the one water bottle is empty and you think, hmm, okay, I should really recycle this. I don't know exactly how to recycle this. Where would I take it? What would, what would I, uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure that out one of these days, how I'm going to recycle this. So I'm just going to set it right there. And, you know, and I'll, I'm gonna, I, that's something I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to figure that out. How am I going to recycle that? Well, then the next water bottle is empty. And you think, oh, yeah, man, I've got to figure out how to recycle water bottle. Okay, I'm just going to set it here next to the other one. Because that way, I mean, that's very efficient and logical that it's going to be right there and they'll be together when I finally figure out you know, what it is I'm going to do to recycle these because they should totally be recycled. I shouldn't just throw this in the trash. I should totally recycle it. And so, um, then that two becomes three and the three becomes four and the four becomes 40. And suddenly there's a mountain that now this person, whoever it is that I can totally relate to is like, I can't deal with that. I can't. And now, now even the thought of, if I did know, how to recycle all that, it would just be completely and totally overwhelming. And now it's embarrassing too, because what am I going to do? You know, seriously, am I going to drive up to a recycling place with four truckloads full of empty water bottles? You know, I mean, really, what, what, it's just too overwhelming. Okay, so my point in that is to say, I totally get it. I totally get the idealism. But reality trumps idealism. It has to. What's actually going to happen in your house? If you have a child who is passionate about environmentalism and totally is going to remind you and say, Hey mom, let's go do this. Then great. Save your water bottles and y'all go drive and go put that where, put them wherever they need to be. Okay. Because you know, it's actually going to happen. And a lot of times for me, the way that I realized certain things weren't going to happen was because, you know, of the hard way, like, you know, having, I don't know. There was this one time with my um, son and I had this great idea to, um, I read somewhere, you know, Capri Sun boxes are perfect for, you know, building little houses out of. And I thought, oh, I have this one kid. He would love that. And so I started saving those. Well, guess what? He never played with them. Even though I said, hey, don't you want to go build stuff out of these? He never played with them. And instead I had a playroom literally with a mountain of Capri Sun boxes that were never ever going to be used. And then all of a sudden it's embarrassing to have that many and be getting rid of them. So, I mean, I understand how this kind of stuff happens. All right. Whatever you need to do to get your house under control, even if that means throwing something away that you'd prefer to recycle, do what you need to do because there is hope. All right. Getting it done does not mean that you are a horrible 
anti-environment person for the rest of your life. Because here's the truth. Once you have less stuff in your house and it's less overwhelming to you, then it's amazing how it frees up your mind and your time and your energy to be able to do what you would really like to do with recycling those items on a regular basis. Okay. But when it's a huge, huge amount, and then you're just paralyzed, that's when you say, I've got to get over idealism and just go with reality and get rid of it. However, I can get rid of it. Okay. Another way to bring hope, which if you've ever been around anywhere on my blog or podcasts or anything like that, you probably know what I'm going to say. And that is do the dishes. All right. Do the dishes. That's my main thing I tell everybody, because here's the thing, the idealist in me wanted to figure out the very best way to keep my house under control ever. I mean, I was going to figure it all out. I was going to find the perfect way when the truth was all I needed to do was do the dishes. And by doing the dishes, it had these, this amazing effect on the rest of my house. Cause it just was like this positive domino effect. I guess is that the opposite of the domino effect. I don't know. Anyway, but I'd had this positive effect that just reached through my entire house. And some of the things that happened were that I didn't have to buy paper plates anymore. I mean, I went five years without buying paper plates. Okay, I wrote a post about it. uh, Actually, just last week over on the blog, where I talked about how I did buy paper plates this summer, I bought one package, a big old package at Costco. And my whole purpose in it was just to only have to run my dishwasher one time every day because we were at home eating five, uh, five meals a day, three meals a day, you know, five people, three meals a day. Um, and so I did that, but it was kind of a weird feeling because I, you know, ever since school started, we haven't used another paper plate. We don't use paper plates anymore because the dishes are always clean. And that's one of those benefits that in a million years, I never would have even thought, oh, well, this will save me money on paper plates to have my dishes clean all the time. That was just an unexpected benefit. But the truth is, once I got that under control, I didn't need the disposable products that I used to think I had to have to survive. Okay. And that helps me a little bit with my guilt when I go, well, you know what, we don't even use paper plates. And so I'm doing the best I can there. Maybe on some of these other things, you know, I don't think paper plates can even be recycled because they get food all over them. But maybe on some of these other things, I can't do as great as I wanted to do. But hey, I'm not using paper plates. Another thing too, is we've greatly reduced the number of water bottles that we use. Uh, We still do use them. If you see me at the store buying water bottles, don't be horrified. We do use them. But we use so many fewer than we used to because our reusable water bottles are generally clean because the dishes stay under control and get done every single night. And so it's amazing how those routines have just naturally put us in a place where we don't use as many disposable products as we used to. And that helps a lot with that guilt, you know, that it's so easy to feel. Um, one last hint that I want to give you, and I've talked about this before, but, um, I have spoken, I try to kind of pick the brains of any place where I donate, you know, over these last five years, because I've kind of become the decluttering queen of the internet. Um, But, you know, I try to ask them questions and things. And one of the things that every single place I've dealt with in the past several years, I mean, every single place I've talked to that accepts clothing donations, they have specifically said to me, please, 
give us your ripped and stained clothing. And I know that's a huge um, kind of a paralysis causer, you know, paralyzing factor for a lot of people when they're cleaning out their closet. They go, yeah, but what, what, what do I do with my ripped clothing and my stained clothing? What do I, what do, I do with those? Because, um, you know, I mean, I can't donate that. That would be rude. That would be tacky. But at the same time, I hate to throw it away because it's, you know, it's cloth. And for some reason, that just seems wrong to throw it away. Well, the truth is a lot of these places, not all of them, so you do want to ask yours, but a lot of places take anything that's ripped or stained that they can't resell in their thrift store and they sell it by the pound to rag makers and rug makers. Okay. So that stuff is getting recycled, which is that ideal thing. So even in my little small town where I can't just recycle anything, every single little place that takes clothing donations has told me that please give us your stained and ripped clothing. Now, if you want to make yourself feel better, then totally, you know, one of the things I try to do is I try to do a separate bag that has all the ripped and stained stuff in it. So I have my main, you know, donate box for the clothes that I'm getting rid of. And then I'll get a Walmart bag or two. And I will, um, you know, stick because I, you know, I don't always use real reusable bags because I forget to take them in. Anyway, um, but I will stick, you know, anything that's ripped or stained in there so that it can be separate, you know, and I'll try to put a little mark on there that says ripped and stained stuff, whatever, you know, so that way, hey, they can just they don't have to go through it and, you know, waste all their time because they are volunteers that that work there. Um, but I hope this podcast doesn't make you mad. I mean, maybe it will. But my goal is to encourage people because of what I've learned from my own experience that my idealism can be a real factor in my sloppiness, okay? In my neatness issues, in my excess of clutter. A lot of the time when I go to declutter something, I realize, oh, that's just something I put off for later because I didn't know the very best thing to do with it. And I will say, I've said this before, but you know, my normal friend, I've talked about her on the blog, my normal friend, when she comes over to my house and she hasn't in years, but she did kind of early in the blog, she came over and helped me cleaning some things. And the thing that she, I saw her do, which she had told me that she did before, but it didn't really sink in was she is ruthless about throwing stuff away. I mean, ruthless. If anything makes her go, I don't know. I don't know what she just throws it away. It, it's a little like, Oh, wow. Oh, Oh my goodness. She just threw that away. But when you look at, you know, people who have really neat homes and don't struggle with clutter tend to be the ones who throw things away ruthlessly. Okay. And I'm, I love being an idealist in so many ways, but not if it means that my house is a pigsty. So that's my encouragement to you. Um, just to do what needs to be done. Uh, other things too, if, if you're not sure what resources there are for recycling in your area, post it on Facebook, you know, put it to your local friends, not on my page. Cause mine is you know international, but your local friends just, and you don't have to say, because my house is a complete wreck. You can just say, um, Hey, just wondering, is there a place around here where we can, you know, take glass to be recycled or take plastic bottles to be recycled? Or what's the best way that you guys know of to do that? And you're probably going to get a bunch of different answers and you're going to get some answers from people who do everything perfectly. Um, But whatever answer doesn't completely overwhelm you, 
then that's the one. And if every single answer overwhelms you, then maybe it's time to throw some things in the trash so that you can move on, get your house under control, and then most likely not have to use those same type things that you were throwing away like crazy. So, okay, again, I wanted to make sure that I mentioned our, um, this podcast is brought to you uh, by audibletrial.com slash slob. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash slob. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash slob for your free audiobook. Okay. I know that a lot of you like to listen to podcasts while you clean, but you're going to run out of podcasts eventually. And how fun would it be to listen to a book, an audiobook? So um, thanks so much to them for making this podcast possible. And I also want to make sure you know to go to a slobcomesclean.com slash connect to find me on all my social media channels, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google Plus. Does anyone use Google Plus? I don't know. Um, but all over the internet, you'll find me. Uh, you can also go to a slobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S and look for podcast number 34 called Reality Based Green Cleaning and Recycling. Thanks for joining me today. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.